Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to unpack their hurt and share their truth. This space was created as an invitation for men of color to feel empowered to know it's okay that they can cry too. I'm Retro Barbie, hashtag bright hair, dark liquor, and I'm here to tell you to take care of your balls. Black Men Cry Too is sponsored by Manscaped. Cat Curveball, for your partners who like to wander down yonder, make sure you head over to manscaped.com and use code BLACKMENCRY2, two O's. Your partner and your balls will thank you. On this episode of Black Men Cry Too, I get to sit down with two of my Philly favorites. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Keep it conjure. Let's take a shot to the makeshift bodega boys we have going on over here. Oh, the poppy store. Julie. The po- there we go. I love it. The poppy store. The how no, I'm going to do this now. <laughs> mm. That's good for Monday. Oh, yeah. Oof. Happy Monday, everyone. Yes. Need that. To kick it off, so you guys are born and raised Philadelphians. Philly is also the city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, I look at the two of you as prime examples of brotherhood. Oh, oh I appreciate that. So they really love us. All that. <laughs> you do, you do. But knowing that, why is brotherhood so important to the two of you? Um, it's for me, I look at brotherhood like it's a group of friends that you get that become your family that grow more so through time and also through action. You know, like the friends I have, I, I have like memories of where I'm like, all right, they showed that they, they could really be my friend and really, really have my best interest at heart. So, you know, there are moments I think throughout brotherhood, you know, especially for me, like I, I grew up as the, I was the oldest. So it's good to have brothers who are like older than me, so some people I can look up to and, and probably also get some ideas or get some, uh, be able to vent, be able to, uh, for them to check me, but make sure if I'm asking me if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm maybe if I'm questioning myself. So I think for brotherhood, that's like you know just like even for a regular friendship, like I'm, it's somebody you like pick, you can pick your family that you can pick, but they just have to be men, and you know for that. No, I just that's probably the most important part for me. Just be able to like appreciate the men who I've, I've come across that I consider my friends, because my brothers who have shown their action that they're my brothers. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with a hundred percent of what he said. Uh, my personal like view on brotherhood is just a sense of you know kinship, and the important part that he noted is that it's not limited to just blood relation. You are going to encounter. You know, people that you're going to meet throughout your lives that, you know, are going to make a significant impact in multiple uh, aspects that you are obviously going to, you know, take with you and apply it properly to, you know, how you live your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most focal point of um, to kind of sum up what he pretty much, you know, detail is that it all comes from just a sense of accountability. Exactly what he noticed, literally one of my favorite words, I use it daily, you know, in every aspect that I, you know, utilize in my life. So, um, again, I agree with him 100 percent. And um, I think just having, you know, a sense of accountability coming from all aspects, not just family, 
uh, is going to essentially would be what makes the difference uh, if I had to pretty much give it a definition. So, mm -hmm. you also use one of my favorite words, accountability. I love it. Mm -hmm. How do you hold your friends accountable, or how do your friends hold you accountable? Mm -hmm. Um, more so just for more so it happens like through a conversation. Like you come up there, like you might be angry about something, you might have to vet, you might be mad, or be you might be upset, whatever the feeling is. You talk to your friend, and your friend who knows you well is gonna be is gonna listen to that story, and be like, all right, well, okay, I hear that, but I also know you, so what is it? What was your part of it? What did you do X, Y, and Z? You know, I think a lot of times too. I think we talked about this a couple times, like a lot of times people don't give men a lot of credit for like count like holding their friends their friends accountable. Cause a lot of times with our conversations, you know, you have a, we'll have talks, and you could have like just like us just like all right, mm, all right, well, what did you do? All right, all right, well, how did you say it? All right, well, what did like what did you, how did you respond or what did you X Y Z like? Cause you, cause you know these are people who know you well, and the thing about this with friendship is like when you know somebody knows you well and knows that they have your best interests at heart, you don't. It, it's easy for you to understand the criticism. Or because I'm checking you because you're like, all right, I know they're not trying to, they're not trying to put me down. They really have my best start. They're gonna let me know if I'm tripping. So I think for that part, most of the conversation, because like, oh, if you or most of just venting, because if you vent, your friend, you know, at least from my friends, they allow me to vent, but they also let me know like, all right, well, I don't know. I think you could have did this at first, or I'm hearing this, or well, how did she say they? You're like at least with the brotherhood part, they, at least they'll they'll get they'll make you ask all they'll ask all the questions. All the questions to figure out what happened, what did you do, what didn't you do before they get their opinion on it because they also know you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the part right there where like holding your friends accountable. Like I think the first part comes with like really just you allow them to vent. They feel comfortable to vent to you. So you let them vent and then afterwards like all right, well, I know you personally. Let me ask you, okay, what did you do or how did you, what did you contribute to? Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, pretty much just like, you know, Piggy or, or uh, piggybacking off of what he, you know, pretty much alluded to is that listening is like the most important part of that, because that's where you're going to kind of find who actually is there and has your best interests at heart, because you're going to have individuals that will listen to you go through your whole venting, you know, your whole just like, you know, getting it out. And there'll be some friends that'll say, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then there'll be friends that, you know, after you, you know, get your, yourself out there as far as, you know, whatever your feelings are, whatever your emotions, whatever you convey, mm -hmm. they'll ask you the right questions. Okay. What's your action plan behind that? Okay. What have you done to, you know, further whatever that, you know, goal is, rather it be personal, rather it be professionally. And I've literally you know, done it with him multiple times where I just made sure, okay, hey, you're not telling me this for no reason. You want somebody to kind of, you know, be there to, you know, make sure that you're kind of moving in the right direction towards this because if you're standing still, you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So to, to constantly stay in motion, no matter if it's, you know, minimal motion or rather you're going 100 miles an hour, motion is what matters the most in, you know, all aspects. So, you know, I think that that, you know, he kind of laid it out flat. And I, honestly, that's why I don't have much to say after it because he's kind of breaking it down perfectly. But that's always been, you know, my personal philosophy is that if you, you know, take what is being given to you, you know, from a communication standpoint and you actually give it back recipro reciprocity, then you're going to understand that the people that you have around you, you always say your net worth is your, is your, net, your, you, your we network. All, your exactly. Network. We all know how that one goes. So. 
you know, it's all about being there and building up, you know, the people around you, you know, because it just. And then to add on to it, like to be to hold yourself accountable, it really because it's not even just about a conversation. It could just be like, all right, either I'm hearing something you said, and you take it to your own. You take you, you try to use it for your own life, mm-hmm. where like you're like, okay, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. He said this, and I see that they're doing this. Maybe I could try a different way, a different mm-hmm. approach, because mm-hmm. you feel comfortable knowing that these are your people. And that they have your best interest. I they did it this way. I could try it this way, or you know they said this. My way didn't go as how I thought it would. Let me tr- let me take what they said as example. You know I think that's the I think that's the beauty of a friendship. Like mm-hmm. you know like literally trusting uh, the words that come from your friend, whether your your brother's mouth or whether your sister's mouth or whomever. Yeah. Like I right, let me let me take what she said, he said or she said whomever and put and put it to my life. No. Yeah. Okay. What part in your life did you realize that's important to have in a friendship where the wow that's crazy is no longer cutting it or <laughs> the ones that are doing the same repetitive things over and over again you're outgrowing in a sense like when did you realize those mm. key important things are necessary to have like a good healthy relationship with your brothers Um, I'd say for me over the past five years because over the past five years, whether the conversation with you, our, our homies in the group chat, or either even with my friends like Miles and Scott, who I've lived with, like you have somebody, you have somebody that like you can really talk to, like it really like. And I, I, I think I've noticed that for me, I don't know for other men, like you know, it, I've noticed that it's easier to talk about your emotions with your friends, and I don't know why that is, but it's like it's like uh, your home, yeah, that might be it. Like you really feel like you grow to you grow with these people, y'all grow to have conversation, even y'all just hanging out and y'all feel comfortable. And there's this good sense of like a great feeling of knowing where I, I could talk to somebody, I can vent, I don't gotta be right, you know, and I ain't looking to be right, you know, but this is how I'm feeling. I need to talk to somebody. And not only do you talk about your problem, you also get to hear their problems too. So that also lets you know that, yo, you're not going through you're not just going through crap just by yourself. Or you're not going through these issues just by yourself. Or you realize that, yo, your friends are going through the same thing, so it doesn't make you feel like isolated or just an outcast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me over the past five years, like a lot of my male friends, I've really appreciated the sense of brotherhood, like just I guess maybe maybe it's becoming a man or getting older. And so you appreciate having people that you can talk to. But I say over the past five years, all my male friends, like I really, really appreciate the brotherhood I've grown over them because it's allowed me to be able to vent emotionally and be able to keep myself emotionally uh, healthy in a way mm-hmm. that I do think I owe a lot of my friends to over the past five years. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I would say I started to, you know, learn that concept of, of, of essentially, you know, embracing brotherhood. I would say in college, uh, mm-hmm. high school. Where you went to college? Oh yeah, I went to college at Lincoln University, the first historically black university in the nation. Uh, that's okay. his favorite. I wouldn't say any more past that, but just know that you're talking to the first HBCU through me. Oh my god. No. <laughs> commercial break. So uh for, for, yeah, for me, I learned in college, um, and uh, I'll get back back into that in one second because I, I honestly in high school, um, like I said, I had my close knit friends that I, you know, grew up with. But we didn't go to the same high school. So within, you know, uh, the school I attended, uh, I mean, of course, you have friends there, but not anybody you're going to confide in regularly, you know, talk to regularly in that particular 
uh, circumstance. So for me personally, when I actually got to college and met, you know, my friends who literally were 10, 12 years later, you know, we're still close knit because I learned early in that stage of my beginning years in college, you know, probably the first two years we got really close. And then after that, it just was like, okay, this is a regular thing. Uh, but that's when I learned, you know, what it means to try to make sure that you're holding, you know, your brothers up, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do, going to class, making sure you, you know, are, are getting through, you know, the necessary courses you need to. You're on track for graduation because this is going to be our life. When we leave out of here, it's not going to be we're leaving. OK, we had a great time. We party, blah, blah. No, we actually have to make sure that our grades and everything along those lines were right so that when we transition into the real world, this is what ultimately is going to make us. Mm-hmm. So we want to be make sure that we're properly prepared, that we did everything that we were supposed to do so that we can make a better life for ourselves post-graduation. And then, like I said, just from there in college or whatever, just after college, it just pretty much became a stable of how I, mm-hmm. you know, interact, you know, with those that are close to me, you know. So mm-hmm. that's personally where I learned it from. And uh, it only got to expound more when I met this guy coming out of college <laughs> even when I met you because I don't just limit the brotherhood sisterhood as well um, so that's my overall scope of when I started to really take that seriously yeah, that's real. it makes me also think of two things so one you had mentioned the group chat which I want to touch on but it seems like you guys are sort of becoming the foundation of example men for like the youth and the next generation to look up to mm-hmm. who are some of your examples that you guys looked up to growing up now to look up to like i guess in, in what terms as a man like this is a man that i want to embody or mm-hmm. this man like i'm learning my lessons from him um, like an athlete some of you guys look up to lebron james i get it <laughs> i get it oh my god um uh I guess it might be cheesy or cliche, I guess, but I'll probably say my dad in a sense where he taught me like just by more so by action, he taught me how like respect takes your name very far. You know, I remember growing up and always seeing how well respected he was in his in the neighbor in our, like in our neighborhood every time we go up to see him. And I never knew why. I didn't know if it was a, a if there was a sense of fear, if it sets of people just like, because my dad's big and strong, so I didn't know why it was that. But it always seemed like it was a positive reaction where people really was like, happy to see him. Like, yo, Dre, yo, we go. And for me, growing up as a kid, I always wanted to be respected like that. And he taught me that you could get that respect just by your character and how you treat people. So for him, growing up, my dad probably would be the person I, as a man, wanted to be. That'd probably be the person I want to be. Just simple of just knowing that respect and you're a good respectful character can take your name very far so it means anybody probably you know. Oh, daddy's <laughs> um mine's uh or mine real <laughs> hate mine's and mine mine in particular um i would choose it's actually a two-parter for me and it was one that was just you know right off the back you understand it but it was another week i had to kind of just grow with maturity and understand what it means but uh, the first one would also be my father, um, because, you know, just growing up, uh, you know, you never have really a, so much of an understanding until you kind of hit that particular, you know, age where you just kind of understand that, okay, this, the, 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 like the way people look and revere, you know, the people that you look up to, you can see that from a distance. My father, you know, he's a respected businessman. He owns and runs a business for, has been for over 40 years. Wow, and, you know, every time... Bad. 
Yeah, so every time, you know, I'm just, you know, just uh, either yeah. hanging around the store or I'm working in the store and customers come in and, you know, they just look at me and look at my father and then, you know, it just is a, a mutual respect there, you know, based on how they, you know, treat him. He's respected, you know, in that neighborhood that he's been working in, you know, mm -hmm. for so many years. So he's always kind of taught me, you know, even without really trying, like it's always like, you know, the nonverbal signals that, you know, might translate to you later in life that you didn't even think about when you're that young because nobody's thinking like that you mature to kind of learn those things um so for me uh i guess i just I really appreciate that relationship with my father uh and then the one i said i had to kind of like mature just my older brother um growing up when you're just fighting and like i said it was just us two so that's all we you know did growing up and you you know getting bullied <laughs> by him but then like i said as you're kind of you know maturing uh you know in your latter years you kind of just realize that some of those things that you know when you were younger, you kind of just like you weren't really paying that much mind. The same thing with the relationship with, the, with my father was that, you know, OK, he's the original, you know, that taught me that sense of brotherhood that I'm just having a discussion with with him, you know, and everybody I've met in my life. You know, since then, he was the original person I learned that from. Mm -hmm. So if I had to essentially, you know, say that my male role models, you know, played an impact on me, it's an understatement. So yeah. my father and my older brother and I don't. I tell my father that all the time, but my older brother, I kind of now just having this conversation, you know, I'm just realizing, you know, maybe I need to really like verbalize that. Like it's kind of, you know, those nonverbal, you know, cues that we always have. But, you know, now I'm just like, I need to have that conversation. So nah, that's something's really good. Some good is coming from this conversation for sure. No, I also I like to add on to that too. Like, I, I don't know how you felt. Like, I know for me, I didn't appreciate my relationship with my pops more until I got older. Mm -hmm. Like I think probably in college. Cause when I was in high school and was a kid, I'm like, all right, he's there. I'm not like I'll see him when I see him. Not not in a mean way, but it's like, all right, I want to go do my thing. But when you become like, at least for me, when I became like college, you become a man, and you got to deal with life stuff. Like there's there's there something to be said, like to have like somebody you can call that's been through it. Yeah, that's been through it. And at the same time, like. They're just like you. Like, you find yourself becoming more, you find yourself like, yo, I'm just like my dad. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yo, you be like, yo. I'm turning into you. Yeah. I this was yeah. A myth. And I, you talk to him, you be like, hey, and you talk to him, you be like, hey, man, look, I understand what you're going through, son. Like, yo, I was just like that when I was younger. I did the same thing. And, like, it's just something really, really, really to, like, really, like, cherish, like, knowing somebody I could, you could call, especially when you're, like, 18 and 20, because, like, you're young. And back then, they used to make it seem like 20 and 20s were like really grown, yeah, knowing yeah. it was nothing but lies, <laughs> like lies. Wasn't prepared. Been yeah, it wasn't prepared for this world at 22. So like, it just made it very happy, happy for me to know that I could call him and ask him certain things and just talk to him. And he had to be right, but he was just somebody like, yo, he could just tell me, he could let me vent. The same with my brothers, and the same thing also too. He had more game for me, and he, he could guide me because he also what he also did the things that I did. Mm -hmm. So I think you know I don't know how you feel the same thing about like your father, like, like uh, for your father. But I know for me, I didn't appreciate the relationship until like I went to college, nineteen, mm -hmm. like nineteen or twenty. That's when I really started appreciating being able to call him and talk to him, just to like ask some questions, mm -hmm. like you know. That's just something I went out there. Like I, yeah. I didn't, I know that I had to. I tell them all the time too. Like I, I didn't appreciate you or our relationship with you until I got until I became a man, like twenty years old. Yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that's real. I said the same thing to my mother when I was 18, 19. So we were all going through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But to go back to the group chat, can we talk about the importance for men in their group chat? And do we talk about real stuff in the group chat? Yeah, it's the whole bar. There's no, uh, I mean, I mean, you talk because it's like these are your friends. Mm -hmm. So you can be yourself amongst them. And like, it's great for, it's a good source of entertainment. Because your friends have the same kind of uh, uh, same type of a sense of humor that you do, so it's always fun to see what they're what they're sharing and all that. But at the same time, I think the chat is more so like, regardless of anybody's chat, like you got a group, a, a good circle, and you can put opinions in there, you can put your ideas in there, and you have somebody that's going to either agree with you or challenge your ideas, not in a bad way, like oh, that this is terrible, but like. Did you think this through a little bit, or I would have done this a little more, or I think I hear what you're saying, but I think X, Y, and Z, yada yada yada. Like those are the good things about the chat, like you know. And I, I'm pretty, I'm not sure if the same thing with women, like for y'all too, but like where like you really can have somebody like really you can challenge, you can trust their challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing, like when you really can trust somebody and trust. I, right, I'm gonna say something, and then say something to me like I, right, you know, I hear you rock, but. You know, I think I, I hear you, but yada 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 X Y and Z. Like, yo, you you really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's the part of the chat that's a great like part. Like, at least I can at least get some advice or get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. That's quick. Yeah, yeah. And then just from um, you know, that's a non-conventional wisdom standpoint. That's the uh, the one place where you can kind of just take, just like you said, you can take your thoughts, you know, unfiltered. You can just put it in there, kind of see what the reaction is. And then from there, you can kind of just kind of, you know, tailor, you know, okay, this is the right, you know, thought process. Am I, am I doing things the right way? And it's the same it's the same way that we, it goes back to our original, you know, conversation as far as accountability. You're going to get, you know, multiple vantage points of like, you know, how to properly, you know, approach things and make sure that, you know, when you are going through whatever life's trials, tribulations, whatever it is, that you are approaching it the right way, you know, with, all, with a fully thought out mindset. Because having a one-sided mindset is going to pretty much... You know, limit you know the 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 possible thought that you can uh, you know achieve or you know uh, garner if you looked at it from a, another person's perspective. Like I said, if you still want to continue on your path after you've looked at all you know possibilities, fine. But you never know of what somebody else's possibility or what somebody else's vantage point might lead to. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just speaking of it from just a, a serious standpoint, from a comical standpoint. I'm like, it gets me through my day. You know, we <laughs> you might talk about yeah. whatever's going on in pop culture. You might just just a, a yes. good laugh because because oh my god, yeah. And and I can't tell you how many days where I don't feel like being serious, and I just feel like I need to come in this chat, and I just need a good laugh, and I'll come in and then perfect just what i need or whatever the topic criteria might be so. topic criteria yeah we got to you got to scroll up to catch up you're like <sighs> you start cracking up as yeah. soon as you scroll it'll be it'll be just what you needed to get through a day to uh on on some days that are rougher than others so you know that's yeah. just is a big part of my day at least yeah, so you need friends that i can't say enough about it Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God for the man who's been in group chats group <laughs> meetings, <laughs> ig whatever it's just it's been God bless you yeah for sure shout out to group chats now I feel like we're gross. Shout out to Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Bears. Shout out to Bears. <laughs> um, but I love how you said like you can go there and just get a release. Like you know your friends are there for a good laugh. They can pick you up out of the mood, even if you don't express that you're in the mood. Mm-hmm. With that, how do you guys also like 
celebrate wins. Like, you know what? I just had a good day. I just got promoted. I just had a dope idea. I just had a dope interview. How do you, like, <laughs> ensure that you can go to your friends and just feel comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> you know how we celebrate. <laughs> Yo, you really... Um, what you? I think... Um, if you really just like put in like yo I just did this yo I just did that or like mm-hmm. or sharing like hey I'm getting ready to do this or if it's about to happen and getting the uh, confidence from your friends like I know they talk about people talk about like love languages all that stuff mm-hmm. like I know for me mine's is uh, words of affirmation mm-hmm. so I always appreciate hearing you know my people that I care about closely tell me like yo Yo, we're proud of you. Yo, I'm glad you did this. Like, yo, that's what's up, man. Because mm-hmm. your friends also see the work you put in, mm-hmm. and you know they see the work you've been grinding. Like, even when you, even when you don't notice it, mm-hmm. that's true. Like, you know, there'd be times like you know, just because we're like we might have different careers. So like our stuff, like some of my stuff, I might get posted. I have to put it on social media, but that doesn't mean like and. That doesn't mean like whatever somebody else is doing, they're not posting it. I don't see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like my friend, like I know we, I don't hear from you. I'm aware that you're working hard. So when I do talk to you and you tell me or you do share what you're doing, I'm proud of you because I'm like, yo, I know you. I know that you do, when it's time for you to get busy, you get busy. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the work that you do. And like, and it makes me, it encourages me to step my game up. Mm-hmm. So I think for like friend wise, like, you know, I think most of it's just more so like either they tell you. And if they don't tell you, you kind of just peep them watching back. You kind of just peep, see how quiet they are, and you check to see if they're good. But most time, they most time a lot of times they're just working. So you just get proud of like when they, when when they do something, when something blows up that they were working on, you get proud of it because you're like, yo, mm-hmm. I saw the work you put in. You didn't have to tell me anything, but I know that you're working hard because I know your work ethic. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's for me why. Yeah, and and uh, those words of affirmation that you know we obviously pour into each other very much important. Um, but after you know that you know momentary, rather it be you know literally five minutes, or rather it be you know maybe a month, whatever that time lapse is. Okay, you got that win. What's the next win? Like, yeah. Never stop working. Like never be you know uh, satisfied, so to speak. And um, I just feel like when you have that attitude. And you and you kind of really discover that in yourself. That's ultimately going to be what continues to propel you and put you on a higher echelon. Because if I see if I see you working and I see you getting your goals and knocking them out the way and you know ascending to a higher level, what's that make me want to do? Hard, yeah. Work harder, ascend to a higher level, so we can all be you know reaping the fruits of whatever our, our daily work and benefits you know are. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can all enjoy this together, not just simply me celebrating your wins and I go home and I'm just like, all right, man, what am I doing with my life? No. So I, you know, appreciate having that circle around me, you know, to be able to, you know, understand, okay, hey, never be satisfied. Keep going, keep working, no matter what it is, just be better than you were the day before. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately you take that kind of work ethic and it's going to, it's going to show yeah, long term. Right. So, exactly. you know. So with that, curious, how would you guys define brotherhood? Mm-hmm. Uh, brotherhood, a tribe that you have to earn to be a part of. Like I think um, with brotherhood, like again, you point, you're looking for people that you point out, but while you're looking, those people have to do certain things, whether intentional or not. 
to show that they they are a good candidate to be a part of your brotherhood. You know, what can you do? You know, what can you do? And what can I do? What can you do without me having to ask you? How are you going to treat me without me having to tell you X, Y, and Z? You know, those are the things I think like for brotherhood, like it's a tribe or it's like it's a whatever you want to call it that you have to earn your way into. Like you can't just be somebody's friend just because, oh, hey, I'm your friend. Like, I, I got to earn that. And you got to earn it with how you treat them and how you, how you talk to them. You know, how, and also time will let, and also can you stand, can you persevere through time with being somebody's friend? So that's what I would say. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, uh, uh, an appropriate definition without just giving the, the, you know, the literal sense of, you know, what it's kinship, whatever it mm-hmm. is. But for me, I just think uh, brotherhood, if I had to just give a simple definition without even, you know, giving a huge, you know, explanation of it, I think it's just a sense of um, trustworthiness. Because when you, you know, have a group of individuals that you can kind of confide in, um, that essentially is going to be something that overall is going to, you know, have an impact on you from a positive standpoint. Um, because everything that we've talked about in this conversation literally all is a definition of brotherhood. Uh, you know, the group chats, the the accountability, everything that we've touched on at this particular point, you know, is what brotherhood is all about, to be perfectly honest. And um, yeah, like I said, it doesn't really, you know, beg for a huge definition, but more of a, a how should I say, a showing of actions, you know, and I think that we are the perfect example, you know, of what brotherhood, you know, attention essentially entails mm-hmm. and just being that, you know, daily example of what it means to want better for somebody. So I think that that probably would be how I would define brotherhood out of the regular conventional thesaurus dictionary, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now my favorite question. This is going to be great for you. Oh, <laughs> Give me three songs. Well, Vince too, because we and Vince have our own little same musical music, ear yeah, type of way yeah. we put I each other on to music. Yes. I go hold you, man. I think I don't got the best ear for music amongst my friends. I think my friends have better ears than me. Than me. Coming from the music reporter. You know, I'm, hmm. you got to be... You got reports on it, isn't that <laughs> Yeah, no, dead ass. It's like, like, real, like, I feel like... Oh, use New York and Philly. Oh, my God. Stop it, please. Man. But I really do think that a lot, like, that's one thing I, I appreciate my friends. You know, they have, I feel like they got better music so, uh, ears than me so that I get to learn a lot from them. Like, I've learned, like, I know, like, um, what you put me on to? Kyle Dion. They, uh, yes. Cool Side of the Pillow. Yes. Like, you're just having an open ear. Because you know when that your, 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 ear ate, your ear ate the best ear all the time? Mm-hmm. You trust your homies. My homies got good ears. Yeah. I trust them. They haven't let me down yet. Yeah. <laughs> Important. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Good. So with that, Vance, you go first, son. Okay. Three songs that get you in the mood, out of the mood, whatever the mood is. Yes. Go to. Um. So whenever I'm having, you know, one of those days, specifically like you know, if you're getting off work, it was a, you know, it was a, a hellacious day, whatever it was. The one song I will always play. He knows what I'm about to say. The one song I will always put on, I'll put it on repeat and ride home a whole 30, 40 minutes if I have to. Ascension by Maxwell <laughs> is my all-time favorite song. I will never get tired of it. I will never, it will never grow old to me. Yeah, and every, every, the other two songs we named too are the same, the same vein, so to speak. <laughs> so As- Ascension by Maxwell is my all-time favorite song. It's never a bad time for that song. Me, just so you better not hand me the aux cord at the party. <laughs> y'all gonna look at me like, what is he playing? I'm like, 
This is before y'all don't get it. So y'all don't. Y'all get it. <laughs> you know me. You know I have an old soul. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be the, uh, the one song I'll start with. Uh, the second song I'll go with. Um, he also knows uh, we're both huge Sade fans. Uh, come on, come on. Um, Paradise by Sade will forever be a song that I will put on, you know, and I can just literally close my eyes and just envision myself laying on a beach with a drink because that's the kind of vibe it gives me. It puts me in a better mood, you know, so that just always is a song that just gets me. And the third one I would go with, uh, it's a song I, and whenever people, you know, ask like, you know, hey, what's a song that kind of reminds you of yourself or, you know, that you relate to or whatever the case may be. I always um, say in this third song for me, uh, Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye mm. is one of my all time favorites. Just the, everything about it, just that, that, that drum coming in at the beginning, the, the melody. It's just something that's always spoken to me. And, you know, good mood, bad mood. I, I can play that song as well at any point and know that, you know, after it goes off at that three and a half minutes, I'll feel a little bit better than I did before I put it on. I know I could have chosen any three songs. And you ran, I'm sorry, nothing's coming from Philly. No, 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 no. You know, we can do that too. But my friends have good taste in music. But at the end of the day, those would be the three songs that I would personally choose. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what you got? For me? Challenge. This is the challenge. <laughs> uh, Never that. For one, I want to listen to uh, what I just declare my head. Uh, cool in the Gang, Summer Madness. Okay. Okay. They don't get enough respect, so thank you for doing oh, like, Just let that... <laughs> I just need to hear that just to, just to vibe out a little bit. Um, um, let's see. Uh, when I feel like I've con- when I've accomplished something... And I really, really, oh, this is going to be sad because um, I really, really feel like I accomplished something. I feel proud of myself. I play uh, Kanye West's Last Call. All 12 minutes? Yes. <laughs> yo, I used to play Yo, I used to play that every time I knew I was about to turn in a paper in college. It was my go-to. Like, it makes, I listen to it when I, whenever I'm done with, like, a, an interview or whatever. I feel like I've accomplished something. That song right there. I know I don't know where he's at right now, but I love that song. Another day, we're not talking about. Yeah, I was like, we don't have to do that. Not touching that. Um, (laughs) another song. I'll probably say when I'm feeling like hmm, another song that makes you feel good. Not even good. Like, say if you're mad or if you're sad. Like, it's just a song that your go-to song. To moon booster, moody song. I'm gonna say, uh, hmm. Like Jay Z, this can't be like. Hmm. When I used to, when I used to, uh, when I used to feel like things weren't going how I wanted them to go, or if I'm like, I was questioning myself, or if I'm questioning myself or the moves I make, I would definitely listen to that first verse. Uh, this can't be life. Like he had a line where he said, uh, "Everybody still them. I'm still posting on the block. Like damn, I'll be a failure." And that those lines, I used to really, really hit home a couple times like when I really didn't know what was going on but I definitely would say that those two those three songs right there I have more but a lot of them are older and I do I'm happy you mentioned Sade one of yeah, you how dare you I know no no no. no 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 but I can't listen to Sade I can't Moody Sade is for what like I'm known for woman is okay. it a crime <laughs> alright feel like your heart's broken like god damn 
And on that note, <laughs> oh, this is right. Lightning Cry. So let it out. Let it out. Just let y'all know. This is a safe space. Is it a cry for black men to cry? Oh my goodness. I love that joke. Now last, last thing, guys. What would you leave the youth with? Hmm. What I leave the youth with? Hmm. If you need a second, I can, I'll go. Go ahead. Take your way. Um, what I would leave the youth with is another phrase um, or quote, inspirational quote that I actually, um, well, it's a two-parter if I can say that. Um, the first part is that obstacles are things that you see when you take your eyes off of the prize. I discovered that quote. I don't even know how I discovered it because I was just so into making sure I was reading inspirational quotes because on a daily basis, you kind of need something to take into your day to kind of say, okay, you know, this is what I read this morning. Let me make sure I'm doing what I can, what I can do to make sure that that quote is properly applied. So obstacles are things you see when you take your eyes off of the prize is the one thing I would uh, leave. And then the second portion or the second parter um, that I would specify you got to think high to rise. Mm. Mindset is very important. Mm. Uh, so for me, if you obviously don't think that you can, then you won't. You'll never even attempt it. But That's if right. you think that you have a shot, even if you fail, you know, it, nothing beats a failure but a try. Mm. Another, see, I just literally, all these gems I received just from my, from my mother, my mother and my grandmother, the ones that mostly gave those gems. My dad was a nonverbal one, but my mom was the one that'll give me a prayer for the day. I still to this day will go to my mother's house and she will literally talk my ear off for 15 to 20 minutes. I won't get a word in wise at all. And then at the end of that, <laughs> she'll take a deep breath and like your prayer for the day. And I look at her and I'll be like, amen. So that's how that's what I would leave off with and do with that, which you will. But thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a pleasure as always. Right, mm-hmm. I'll say for me, uh, I'll tell the onions. Um, hard work pays off. You just never know when the paycheck's gonna come. Come so, on, like, my prolific brother. That was good. That was a good one. And I learned that more so, like honestly, with running and working out, like because it's the same. It's the same kind of mentality. Like you never know when you're gonna lose weight. You never know when you're gonna gain the muscle. You never know how many miles it's going to take you to, uh, how many times running is going to take you to get faster. You know, that's the, that's, that's the sucky part of life. Or you work hard, you never know when that's going to come, when it's going to come. The, the regular check, you know, I'm going to get paid either weekly or bi-weekly. But with the work that you put in for your life, or otherwise, you just got to keep at it. And I know it sucks, like, you know, staying consistent is very hard. Especially stay consistent and persevere through obstacles, you know, but... That payment comes, you just don't know when it's going to come. And you just got to just say, all right, do I really, 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 am I dedicated to getting to this goal knowing that I may not, I may not know when it's going to come? So I think that's one thing I would tell you, uh, the, the next generation, like, like, your hard work will pay off. You just got to stay consistent with it. Stay consistent with it even if you don't know when it's going to come. You never know when that opportunity might come knocking for you because it also makes you prepare. And you also don't know when someone who's looking at you. You know, a lot of us want things, but we don't want to. We, a lot of us want things, and we don't want to stay consistent and work for it. And thinking, especially in this era of social media, you don't know who's looking at you, who's like you. You try to gain like how many what you're doing well by the likes or the followers, but just stay consistent. Stay consistent. Whatever you want to do, if you really want to do it, 
Stay consistent, and that paycheck will come through when you least expect it. I got nothing else to say. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to follow, like, subscribe at Black Men Cry 2. That's T O O on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks, girls. Absolutely. Hey fellas, we are in the thick of winter and a storm's brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs.